back to basics. It's funny because man plans and got smiles and we've talked about it before. I wanted to be a garbage man and then a magician and then a musician and then a mortician and then a musician, mortician, mortician, musician. Here we are, podcaster, entrepreneur, dad, name it. I've done it. <laughs> well, maybe not, not yet, but it's you. It is me. It is season three of YDT episode 174 of a show, which pulls back the curtain, takes down the walls brick by brick and exposes the true hearts of those caring for those that you love most. Then you met me here in season one and we would talk funeral stories for You'll Die Trying and this show has always been about being the best version of yourself. Perfection, it's what we strive for. Excellence, rather. Perfection will never, never obtain, but we still shoot for it because that's a great that's a great guiding light and in the spirit of seeking perfection and excellence let's let's go back a few years and to why this show became what it is in the first place and let's reflect December 26th, the day after Christmas, for those who celebrate, it's still considered to me and to many a holiday, a holiday weekend or week, or the kids are still out of school until the first of the year. There's still residual presents to be open, and maybe you and your family work swing shift, and so you've scheduled something for the 26th, or you couldn't get together on the 25th because of inclement weather. You get the idea and that funeral professionals especially they do not know the times that they'll be called out and it's at a moment's notice that they drop everything scheduled events or trips or christmas mornings you get it they they'll drop it drop it all for you and this particular december 26th the phone rang and Christine and myself were dispatched out to a residence for a coroner's call. The coroners are dispatched when a loved one is unresponsive and either a family, and in this instance, a neighbor calls 911 and paramedics, fire, and police are dispatched. And in my hometown, fire are dispatched to every call. And so they show up. The loved one is deceased. There is no way to revive them as quite a bit of time had passed. And that is where we start. When we pull into this neighborhood, we both realized that we'd been here previously, not once, not twice, but this is the third time in a short period of time. And that is rather unique. And this is a a very tucked away neighborhood. It's not a big popular neighborhood that, that you even really know exists. It's kind of off the beaten path and it's not a, it's not from a main drive. So that was a very unique 
realization. One call was because of a suicide. Another call was a hospice. And this third call, we were unsure. We pull up to see law enforcement outside, the coroner outside, and it is sleeting. It's freezing cold. So that is how I first educated Christine about how, well, this isn't a good sign because if they're outside in that weather, then they obviously don't want to be inside. We get out of the vehicle and are quickly taken through this door, which separated a garage door and then the residence. So we thought, I thought we were still in the garage, but it was actually the family room. And the reason I thought we were in the garage is because there were tools and an engine hoist with an engine. Yes, in the family room. And then we make our way in the kitchen. It's a little unorganized, but nothing too out of the ordinary. And right off of the kitchen is a bathroom, a powder room that has a a toaster in the sink. And pretty quickly as we move through the house, we see failed attempts at suicide. There's this massive room with ham radio equipment. It looked like audio visual stuff. It looked like a lot of pieces of more of your antiquated speakers and computers and TVs. It was obvious someone knew what they were doing. And that room was the hobby room, the room that this individual spent a lot of time in. We made our way into this back bedroom where on a waterbed, an individual had obviously taken their life. Now, retrieving a loved one from a waterbed is very difficult. Retrieving a loved one from a waterbed when at this site, it was obvious a few days had passed. And it was Christine and myself retrieving the loved one placing them reverently on the cot, taking them through the house that I just described past the AV room, past the powder room with the toaster and the sink and down these narrow stairs and back to the funeral home we go. When the neighbor came in for arrangements. Yes, neighbor. This individual had no one. The house was a nice house in a nice neighborhood. And this individual died alone and suffered in life alone. And as we put the pieces together, the individual who called 911 on the 26th opened their mailbox on the 26th, just a few houses down from the individual who took their life, who sent the letter by mail, not just dropped it in the mailbox. 
gave them instructions on where insurance policies and retirements and things such as that were and to notify law enforcement so the individual did not even have to make entry into the residence to know to call because they were given instruction to do so. It reminds me, I did an episode of The Forgotten One uh, not too long ago, and The Forgotten One of an individual who is considered an indigent and had been deceased for two weeks and then come to find out through our efforts, we were able to find a, a relative who had been looking for them for some time. And this individual, I suppose because a neighbor was nice to them a few times, considered them safe enough to take care of their take care of their affairs, their matters, and place a burden that they felt they knew they could on this individual. And this individual, I tip my hat to because they carried out their wishes and did so with kindness and reverence and compassion. Never feel that you can't reach out to someone and, and also know, never forget the possible impact that you may have on someone. And the sad reality that this individual took their life, but because of a positive interaction with a neighbor felt they could trust them. I, I don't want that to ever be, I don't want that to ever be a, a possible consideration for anyone. I just want on the positive to, to share and to paint a picture that what you do, what you say, how you treat people matters and kindness does win. And the other side of the coin, the, the impact that the profession, the people have and that Christine and she showed up and, and myself, but not to toot my horn, the, the countless funeral professionals out there that will drop everything, will stand in the sleet and the rain and, tend to a total stranger because they care. And for those of you who maybe feel like that no one does care, they're, I don't want it to get to that point, but there are people who are total strangers that will show up for you. And if they'll show up for you during a very treacherous time, then damn it, they'll show up for you before that would even be a considered thing. So reach out to someone. Be a great neighbor, figuratively, literally, for people and it's the holiday season and speak to someone when you pass someone, don't keep your head down, like look at them and wait for them to acknowledge you. And if they don't start to acknowledge you, just say, Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Hi. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much because there are people who suffer alone and you might be the only person that they speak to all day. I hope that the works that I've done, the works that those in this profession do, I hope that they, I hope there's a reward. And I say that selfishly because the things that are laid upon those who serve, 
again, it's the holiday season approaching and we have much to be grateful for, mindful of. So be kind and compassionate and considerate of others. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with other people and know that you are valued and are important. And perception is not reality. Perspective is. When you're able to have perspective, it means you're able to have compassion for and patience for and put yourself in other people's shoes. Perception. Don't be quick to pull that judgment card out. It's bullshit. It's lazy, actually, because just because it's just because it's on paper and it's written doesn't mean it's real. That's your homework. Be be compassionate and perspective is what you should strive for. In my hand here are, well, is, but the limited edition vinyl of A Gentleman's Closure. Click the link in the show notes. 30, not 30, sorry, $35. So that means 25% off right this very second in the shop. Link in the show notes. And I appreciate you meeting me here and everywhere, really, because you can watch this on YouTube. You can meet me on TikTok and Twitter, X, whatever the hell it's called, Instagram. And we have one seat left for the mastermind. Put your money where your mouth is. That's me saying it. If you're in the funeral profession and aren't making six figures, then I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Click the link, fill out the application for the mastermind because I'm helping personally three locations. Two are already accounted for and we'll take a ref share, not from the business itself, but from business we bring to you it's real and also some of my favorite finds for the holidays like for instance stocking stuffers that's like my favorite thing i love stocking stuffers have since i was a little kid my mom was always so quick and, and witty with with the gifts that were in there not just hershey's and candy canes that's easy no it was really fun to get a stocking because of the stocking stuffers my favorites are in the link in the description maybe it'll give you some ideas click that link get to shopping and of course i'm proud of my partnership with titan casket because you can save 50 percent the link in the show notes it's real and you don't have to buy a casket from the funeral home that's caring for you you can shop comfortably in your home yeah be mindful be kind Remember there are people that don't have anyone and make sure that you speak to them. It goes a long, long way. All right, that'll do it for 174. I'm grateful for you. I really am. And thank you for all the love because I give it all right back. We'll see you at the next one.